Irish NFL show. Firstly, thank you for listening to the show. We truly appreciate all our listeners. If you are enjoying the show, please consider rating, reviewing, and subscribing on whichever podcast platform you are listening on. It makes a huge difference. It helps others to find the show, and we would massively appreciate it. Also, reach out to us on social media. We love interacting with listeners and with fans from wherever you are in the world. And with that said, before on we go, let's go ahead to our next guest. I'm really excited about this guest because we have Ben Isaacs on the call today. Ben, thank you so much for joining the show tonight. It's so great to have you here, especially because your new book just came out. Well, it's um, it's up for pre-order now. It's out. It's out in August. Very, very excited. Um, it was really exciting following it going up the Amazon charts yesterday, um, which I was refreshing like a sad weirdo. But, you know, what What can you do? Ben, um, before we get to the book, I kind of have a question to you on the book. But the last time we had the opportunity to be together was uh, last August in the Aviva, uh, pre the, the Northwestern game. Um, that comes was on our show briefly. Um, you, it's, by the looks of it, you had a really enjoyable weekend in Dublin. Are you all set for August and the Notre Dame game? Absolutely. We're already talking about FSU Georgia Tech. Like, we... We're so we're so dialed in on this. We're we're thinking we're thinking beyond this. Like this is, I, I I love the fact that Dublin is becoming the home of college football in Europe. It's uh, college football. Everyone knows I'm a I'm a huge college football fan, and the atmosphere is markedly different to an NFL game. And that day at the Aviva, in comparison with the NFL games in London, which obviously I love and we all love, it felt different. In Dublin, it felt it felt like a college town, like kind of out out on the out on the Friday night, out during the day meeting people on the Saturday. The Nebraska fans, in particular, were absolutely unreal. It's going to be beyond that with Notre Dame and Navy. I, I, that is one of the perf- most perfect matches you can imagine to take place in Dublin. It's. I I hope it just goes on forever. I hope it's just we get a, we get at least one game in Dublin. It was one of my easily one of my favorite live American football experiences. You've got I I'd never been to Ireland before, believe it or not, until until that day. It was absolutely incredible. Not just eating the eating the potatoes, which yes, I am now addicted to. I had people in the press box talking to me all through the whole the whole potatoes situation. And I consumed far too many bags. So even, I, I think I'd be coming back even if there were no games just for the Tatoes. But for Notre Dame Navy, then, yeah, I, it's no-brainer. I, I, go on, come on. No, go on. Go on. I, I, just, I, I, go on. I was, I was just going to say, the Aviva Stadium won't, won't, won't remind me, but I'm sure there's 30,000 people that would be very happy with it as well if the bar is free again this year. Yeah, that's... Now, at, at the time, at the time where I, they, they clearly felt that was an absolute disaster now... If that had happened at Wembley or Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, you can guarantee they would have just said, yeah, we can't serve any drinks. And obviously the 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 game in Ireland is to promote Ireland. It isn't simply, you know, the NFL games in London are to promote the NFL, but the games in Dublin are to promote Irish tourism. And although they would have taken the financial hit, so many, like, you could... 
every every American we spoke to about it was like, oh, it makes me want to come back. Just the the idea that this is how this is how we'll deal with it. I'll oh, just have the drinks for free. Just just do it. And the way that the like, if you were not there at the game, you cannot appreciate the way the buzz spread around the stadium, and the people in the press box were talking about it. And I thought, yeah, that that's not going to be true. They're not just going to be giving drinks. Oh, they are giving drinks away. They're giving the drinks away. I think it would be absolutely lethal. I think if they do that for Notre Dame Navy, though, that that might be a problem. I don't think they'll ever make that mistake again. But they did make a point of saying, well. The company that runs uh, this uh, e-commerce system, uh, it is based in London, not in Ireland. Uh, yeah, I'm, gl- I'm glad yeah, you picked up on that because that definitely was <laughs> the point that was made. Um, I also, you know, you, you highlight the fact that the game is uh, as much about the, the tourism aspect as the game. And uh, I, I, with that in mind, I brought to mind, because um, I got to, the, to speak to Pat Murray this week who went to Fordham. And my first ever American football um, game that I saw live was the Wild Geese Classic, which took place in the middle of November uh, in the Gaelic grounds in Limerick. And uh, you can you can imagine bringing a whole load of Americans uh, over on, to this side of the Atlantic Bend. It's much nicer to do it at the end of August than the middle of November. <laughs> and. I suppose that's um, a, a sort of uh, a segue into my question uh, about your book, because in terms of American Football Revolution, how Britain fell in love with the NFL, we have, I suppose, our origin story here in Ireland and, and how Ireland kind of fell in love um, with American football and the NFL. Tell us a, a little bit about um, the, the book and where, where it starts and a little bit about the, the journey. Well, it all kind of came together in my head slowly, to be honest. I thought about how the fans, and I'm sure, you know, this this applies to fans in Ireland, fans in other countries in Europe where the sport is big, such as Germany. This that this this will apply to them as well as those in the UK. That I never felt that the fans were getting the enough credit for the growth the sport has had. People wanted to say, oh, haven't the NFL have the NFL's international arm done a great job? Yes, they have. Haven't Sky Sports and the free-to-air broadcasters done a great job promoting the sport? Yes, they have. Without the fans doing all the extracurricular stuff, without it being back in the early 80s, people just spreading the word, people saying, you should give this a go. Without people like the Irish NFL show building a community and spreading the word and bringing people in, not kind of saying, oh, this is our thing. You wouldn't understand this. It's all about come and join us find a way in you'll love this you know sharing the love so i would go to, i would go to the games in london i would kind of think you know the, these, these the fans were amazing you know the the way they turn out and i would see i would see like generations where it was clearly kind of a grandparent and their child and the and the grandchild all of them together wearing wearing kind of jerseys of players you know from their era and i thought i wanted i want to be able to tell their story in some way and uh, there's a guy, Andrew, Cam- Andrew Gamble, and he wrote a book called The Special Relationship, which was the history of the well, the history of American football in the UK from the, uh, the US Army teams that were based in the UK and the, what they would play through to the uh, domestic leagues and the eventual regular season games in the NFL. But it was very much the sport itself. And I thought, what about, 
what about the fans' perspective? And I would, was going over it all in my head, and I thought, I don't know how interesting it is just telling that chronological story. And then, and then it hit me. What I wanted to do was have each chapter be based on a particular person's experience and for it to go in chronological order. So we start with someone who was there right at the beginning watching the games on Channel 4 in November 1982 when it first came on, which was when it was the, the NFL was on strike. When it was first broadcast here, the NFL was on strike and Channel 4 just thought, well, do you know what? Who's going to know? We'll just show games from before the strike. No one's going to know. And obviously nobody did know. They just they just got away with it. Um, so we've got each chapter is a different person. And it's about, instead of it being each chapter simply a period of history, it, that individual story and how their story sums up that particular moment in time or why their experience as a fan is particularly relatable or significant. So... I think everyone who reads it will not only enjoy the story taking us from 1982 to now, but I think they'll see themselves in in at least one chapter. They'll 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 feel like, yeah, that's me. I feel seen. That's that's how I fell in love with the sport. That was my experience. Or for some people, that's how I fell out of love. And when I was, I would I basically I put together a list of the kind of the the moments and eras through the NFL's history within the UK and a list of people who I thought would be interesting and having to kind of figure out, okay, well, I need to talk to someone about the London Monarchs. So let's find someone who does that. This person will fit in here. And obviously I work very closely with Nat Coombs and we've known each other a long time. And I came to I came to this realization that he is, as far as I'm concerned, the most typical NFL fan that I can think of because he grew up watching the sport in the 1980s, basically fell out of love with it in the early 90s, came back to it, realized some things had changed, some hadn't, and then got more and more into it to the point where absolutely in love with it. And I think... You know, the, the UK and Ireland will have had the same experience in the in the early 90s. Um, after the 1990 World Cup, obviously, the, the Jack Charlton effect in Ireland meant that soccer was absolutely massive. Um, the Premier League changed perceptions on the UK shores. And things were just different then. And the NFL, as someone had said to me, the NFL went from being cool to actually quite nerdy. And people were not People were not really interested. And there were lots of people who are big fans now who fell out of love with the sport then. But it was still around. And basically, it was still around because of the work that people had been putting in. Like the people who were, who were creating First Down or the people who were just keeping that, keeping that love alive. And I just... I, I, I followed the sport through the, through the 90s, but I was definitely less into it than I was. I'll, I'll, I'll admit that. And it, and it just, it all, came, it all came through and came back at the end. And I just hope that everyone who reads it feels that, that I've been able to do the fans' stories justice because it is, it is about the fans. This, this sport would be nothing this side of the Atlantic without the fans because it's not built into our culture. We have to do this ourselves. We have to fill in the gaps ourselves. And that's what, 
I hope that's what I've been doing. Um, it's definitely what you've all been doing. Yeah, Ben, I, I always find it great and satisfying myself and Colin being at Radio Road the past two years and been to the Super Bowl that when you get into conversations with people in the States that you've never met before, they, they, they recognize the level of knowledge in which we have and they're taken back by it, but also with more the fact that we're so far away and yet we, you know, how much the sport means to us. Uh, you touched on earlier the fact that you've got great love for the college game as well. I know you're doing a piece later on on TalkSport with, with uh, Will Gavin and the guys. I mean, it's for you, the drafts, you, when you watch the college football during the season, as well as kind of a, the ending part, you know, satisfying to see the players get selected tonight and how much do you like the, the draft and the experience itself because it's monumental compared to what it was years ago. Yeah, I kind of consider um, the, the, the opening night of the draft to be the best night of the NFL season. It's, it's, cool. it's better than the Super Bowl. It's better than the Super Bowl because it's for everyone. You know, we can all we can all be involved. And you know, when I'm when I'm watching college football through the course of the season, I have to kind of I have to watch it it with with kind of two perspectives. I have to watch it from here's what's here's what's happening and here's here's why it's exciting and I'll be covering it in that way. But also from a from a draft perspective, and those can be very different things. Sometimes you're you're watching a game to see how how that narrative is playing out. Who's who's gonna who's gonna win? Because it it isn't necessarily the the, the teams with the most with the most draft picks, you know. Because Northwestern are going to end up with more players drafted than they had wins last season. Um, you know, we we obviously saw their we saw their only win. It's it's nice when you've when you've been watching someone like a, like a Bijan Robinson and it they've been so exciting and seeing them get that get that moment. And I've I, I've, I've I've attended the NFL draft in in person. And that's that's very exciting. It's 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 changed now. I haven't been since they've taken it kind of out to cities like it is in like it is in Kansas City now. But seeing those players who you've been who you've been watching finally finally get their their moment where they can where they can turn pro is is amazing. But it's I think it was and this isn't to take anything away from my enjoyment of the draft now. It's it's slightly lessened because a few years back. That was the first chance they got to make money from their their football abilities. Where at least now with the NIL deals, some of these guys are already millionaires before they even before they even sign a pro contract. And I I'm fine with that. It's a divisive issue within the world of college football. But I mean, I got to say, if if anyone's if anyone's watching and listening to this, and you know they don't they don't pay too much attention to college football, you absolutely have to. It's like you know, if if you're an NFL fan, you will absolutely enjoy college football. And if you feel like, oh, well, you know, I I need to, I don't have a team. When I I remember I was I was uh, I was behind the scenes at, um, at ESPN covering uh, covering games a few years back, and Reese Davis, who I absolutely love, he said, you know, if you you say you say to a, a fan a fan in the UK, pick a team and follow that team, and you'll fall in love with it. And I thought, you know, that makes sense. But then I thought, you know what? Sometimes the stress of following your NFL team might make you think, okay, do you know what? I can watch college football as a neutral. I can watch it as a buffet. There are all these games going on and I can just enjoy it for the spectacle without stressing about my team and what this is going to mean for the playoffs. So watch it however however you want to watch it, whether you want to watch it just to see just to see the players who are going to be drafted so you can be the, the smartest guy when you're talking to your mates. Uh, and you can say, oh yeah, well, you know, that 
that game against Ohio State, yeah, that's when I knew he was going to be a top pro. And, you're like, and your friends are like, oh, okay, you know your stuff. Or maybe pick, pick a team in each conference because they're unlikely to play each other that often. And then you just get, okay, right, well, there's, there's games at 5 p.m. in the Midwest. I'm going to watch these and you can just stay up late and be like, okay, well, this is my favorite Pac-12 team and I'm here at 3 a.m. and I'm watching. I think adding college football to your repertoire is like adding, adding a superpower. You know, like, let let football take over your Saturday as well as your Sunday. I love the way you say that, Ben, because you literally answered my whole question I was going to go to was about how to get more people involved in it because I'm a huge CFB fan. I absolutely love it. I live and breathe the Saturday games in my house and at home. It's literally just sport. That's all we are. We're sport people. And, you know, the Steelers fan has gotten into it as well. But it's actually quite cool to start recognizing the players or not the players, but the actual teams as the tourists come into Ireland, because, you know, we're in Dublin. Most of the guys are in Dublin. We walk around Dublin all the time and you'll always see the most random like Florida Gators or Oregon Ducks or some crazy hat knocking around. And that's where you kind of start as you start to watch. You're like, oh, well, that's that team. The rules are slightly different to the NFL. And I think that's where some people get a little bit worried is that they don't understand the rules if they're a real buff. But you know what? I actually like it because it's a little bit more contact. Yeah, it's a little bit more rigid not structured in the play calls when it comes to the NFL and I think again you're watching all these really cool guys who are going to come up in two or three years time into the draft and you're starting to pick out well I think this would be great for my team eventually if he does come out of it I think the one thing for sure I would say to people is look at the games as Ben said but also pick a team based in your college every college every university across the world be it in Ireland UK wherever has an affiliate American college if you went to a college, pick that college. And it's just, it's a great crack. And you can have, yeah, and you can have NFL food on a Saturday too. You don't have to wait for a Sunday. Yeah. And, and, that, and, that's, and that I feel is why, is why Dublin is such, is such a great home for it. Because Dublin is, and I, I mean this in the nicest possible way, because I feel I come from one as well. Dublin is a party town. So I'm I'm from Cardiff, but I I was there this weekend, and it was like oh boy, there's just everything going on at once, and it's getting messy. It's a party town. Dublin is, it's got to be the European home, and you know you like you say you you you'll see you'll see these American tourists, and you'll see those logos. Now, if you're gonna pick a team, I think that's that's a great one. If you can if you can give yourself some connection to the place, whether it whether it whether it is your university, maybe maybe it's your favorite player. Maybe you your favorite player ever is Peyton Manning. Okay, support the Tennessee Volunteers. You'll feel some you'll feel some sort of some sort of connection. It it does feel special. And if it comes to it, just go for the team with the coolest logo. Go for the team that your NFL team is in. So, for instance, the yeah. Steelers fan has a big affiliation with Pitt. So we were in Pittsburgh recently, and he got loads of pick gear. So it kind of makes sense. So you can catch a college football game. It's always great when you travel to be able to do that. Gonna go back just quickly before we leave you for tonight to say that the Aviva have put in structure in place so that event will never happen again what we witnessed last year you all were working I was sitting there when the rumours started to come out and I actually remember saying to my husband there's free drink we're going and I wasn't even drinking and I came back with four pints of gin and tonic because I don't drink beer and she gave me four pints of gin and tonic that was the best day of my life what a day to be alive and we got so much amazing coverage across it that when we went to games in September and October that's what everyone spoke about was the fact that the Irish were going to have to pay for a drink and not get it for free when we we're in the States. 
it, you know, it was it was trending on Twitter, and because it's in what they call week zero, so it's almost like a preseason week, and there's only one or two proper games that happen, which means all of America is watching one game, and that doesn't happen through the course of the season. So all the all the eyes of every college football fan in America are on one game, and it's the game in Dublin. And I'm there. I follow lots of college football guys, as you can imagine. They're on Twitter, and it's just just everything going through free beer, free beer, free beer. And it's people watching on TV, and it's clear it's clear that the broadcasters go out free beer, free beer, free beer, free beer. And a, a part of me felt like, is it just going to be that you know, the the Irish is just known for like giving out drinks and like we're going to get drunk at the stadium? But it wasn't even like a, it wasn't even that quote unquote drunken atmosphere because maybe because. I'm used to in the UK. If there's a drunken atmosphere in the stadium, it's an unpleasant atmosphere. But uh, the Irish is just different. God bless you. We do it, and we do it well. Then for there, there are definitely going to be people. Uh, I think you saw a comment from uh, Keith there saying he is looking forward to reading the book. For anyone who is interested in pre-ordering, where can they go about doing that? Um, right, they can do that on Amazon. Um, on WH Smith, on bookshop.org, on Waterstones. Um, if you follow me on Twitter at Tweets from Ben, you'll find um, a load of links um, on my pinned tweet. I promise you, you'll enjoy it. And if you don't enjoy it, feel free to just moan at me on Twitter. I won't be able to do anything, but you'll, you'll feel better. But I'm confident. I'm confident I'm not going to get anyone moaning at me. Ben. Oh, Brian, were you going to say something? Nope, for it. <laughs> you sure? Because I better finish up, so. No, no, no. Fine, you're fine. It wasn't good. Oh, all right. Ben, thank you so much for joining us. We're really excited about the book, especially given the fact that you've spoken to so many people who watch your show on a regular basis. So we're so looking forward to that. I pre-ordered it yesterday. The information is flashing up on the screen right there if you want to know how to pre-order Check out Ben's Twitter feed as well, where you'll be able to find it. Ben Isaacs, thank you so much for joining us today on the Irish NFL Show. My pleasure. Thanks for your support. Cheers, Ben. Cheers. Wow, that was a packed show already. 